Hello and welcome to The Witch Source. I have here with me today uh, the wonderful Belladonna Laveau and she is the High Priestess at ATC International um, and I'm just excited for you to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me Whitney. It's really nice to be here with you. Um, well, let's start off just by if you want to tell us how did you find your way into magic? How did you find your path? Well, I had some um, unusual magical experiences as a kid. Like one time I had this situation where the wind helped me and I was like, are you like, are you blowing? Cause I'm asking you to. And then me and the wind just had a moment. <laughs> so awesome. That was really exciting. It helped me burn down a pile of wood. And then my daddy caught me summoning the wind. I'm like 12, Mr. Wind blow. <laughs> right. And uh, my dad like looks out the window and he's like, are you summoning the wind? And I went, yes. And he said, I can do that too. Don't tell anybody we can do that. And it's like, oh, Ooh, wow. Nice. And, my daddy tried to turn my eyes green when I was a baby and I was like, ah, that didn't work. And my, my grandmother was like, don't thwart your daddy's magic. And that was, we just had little things like my grandfather built a stone circle in the front of our, uh, my grandmother's house in the front yard. And it was like four foot high stone wall that he filled in with dirt and put a cauldron in the middle. And my grandmother and I used to dance around it when I was a kid and throw leaves in it and, but it was all fun. It was all play. It wasn't um, anything real. And then when I became, um, well, you know, I was raised Mormon, so okay. I got better. When I got into puberty, it, it, the Mormon religion just didn't work for me. I wanted to date. I couldn't date till I was 16. I was really a, a strong-willed little girl with a huge IQ and my daddy wanted me to be a little Mormon girl and I learned how to knit and I learned how to crochet and I took care of my baby brother and I wanted to be a businesswoman. I wanted to help him run his business. My parents were entrepreneurs and he was like, no, you're going to have babies wow. <laughs> and be a mom. You're glorious to be, to be a mother. I'm sending your brother to college. And I didn't like that. So I, uh, I got kicked out of my house when I was 17 because I was unruly and that was okay because I went on the road with my, my aunt who was a pool hustler and I got to sit at a bunch of bars oh, and for oh, way too long as an underage kid. And, um, and I decided that that was not the life for me because I was very bored. And um, so I went back to school and got my... Uh, graduated high school and I met some people who were different and I got into um, some some metaphysical friends and stuff like that and then I met this man I read a spell to meet a wizard and then the next day I met a wizard I was Ooh, like I didn't even do that spell that was kind of weird and he trained me in magic and I was really scared because I was um, you know I was brought up to be a good Mormon girl so that was in my programming you know, and I was pretty sure that the only reason he was trying to get me naked was to have sex with me. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, uh, but no, that wasn't the reason. And uh, I 
found the goddess and my whole life, you know, I've been praying and I was always really religious. Like I was the champion scripture chaser. I cheated, but I was the champion. <laughs> <laughs> I would baby powder the scripture books so it would fall open to the right place. But, uh, but in the process of going through all of that, you know, I learned a lot about the scriptures and I was very spiritual and God spoke to me, but not all the time. Like it was a, Every once in a while, I'd have this crazy thing happen where I was like, God is real. You know, like one time I had a bunch of warts on my hands, like a lot of them, and I couldn't get rid of them. I tried everything. And I went to bed that night praying over my hands and asking God to get rid of them. And the next morning I woke up and they were gone. And I like I had it was it was a, it was an issue. And so that those kinds of things happened to me a lot growing up. So when mm -hmm. I found the goddess she spoke to me all the time. Like the goddess is, mm. you know, she's there. You pray to the yeah. goddess. She's like, Oh, Hey, let me pick up the phone. What do you need? Right. right. It's almost like that easy. And I was like, Oh my goodness, this, 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 the goddess talks to me. That's it's not like trying to talk to your father and he's at work. Wait till your father gets home. Right. Mom's just right, right there taking care of you. And that's what I really needed. And when I realized that she would talk to me and that I could sit and pray and meditate and have conversations, then I was that, that there was no turning back then. Yeah. Wow. I love that. That is, that is beautiful. And I love that you were able to hear God and goddess and that they did speak to you. I think so many people think that's not possible. And it is. It's a matter of being open to it. And it sounds like you were very open and aware and you kept that about you. Well, um, I thank you. I, I truly believe that something was there because of all the things that had happened to me in my life. I mean, Mormonism might be limiting, but they believe that stuff. And so I watched things happen. Um, you know, like I, I was sitting around the dinner table. I would listen to my parents talking about how they didn't have tithe that month and now they didn't have money for bills and they needed to do their tithing because then they would be prosperous again. And I would watch the process, you right. know, and I would watch when they kept this, they would go to church on Sunday, things would go good. And when they didn't go to church, things would go bad. And I didn't know, and I still don't know if it's because they believed that because I believe we create our own reality or if that's the right. principle for them or whatever. But I know that if you talk to God, God will talk to you because it says that, you know, ask and the door shall be open, knock and the door shall be open. And, <clears throat> and I don't believe everything that that's in the Bible, but I, I will quote the Bible because I know it, you know? And so um, I just believe that all of the religions are trying to help us figure out what is going on. And this religion works for this kind of person who has this kind of culture and needs this kind of guidance. And this kind of religion works for these kinds of people. And when the religion stops working for anybody, it won't have any followers in it and it'll go away. Right. Right. So I just, I don't believe that it's about what religion that you practice. I believe it's about what's in your heart and reaching out to seek. Yes. Beautifully yeah. said. That's beautiful. So how did you find your way into the ATC? And can you tell us what that is? Um, 
So the Aquarian Tabernacle Church. I came across the Aquarian Tabernacle Church when Pete Davis reached out to me and said, he, I picked up the phone and this guy said, I'm Pete Davis, the Archpriest of the Aquarian Tabernacle Church. You sound a lot like us. I'd like to get to know you. And I was like, okay. So I'm running a college in Georgia at the time and a coven called uh, Covenant of Wise. And the college was called Wise Seminary. And I had a friend that helped me put it on the internet. And Pete had built Woolston Sting Theological Seminary, which is a big mouthful. But he named it that because he wanted your friends to be impressed that we're not pagan. When you say, hey, I'm going to Wise Seminary, they're like, oh, that sounds like that's not real. But when you say Wollstonstein Theological Seminary, they're like, oh, that probably is real. Right. And um, it is two ladies that helped found the school. And so Pete was looking for somebody to run his school. And he, he reached out to me and he looked at my website. And he was like, wow, we do sound a lot alike. And we did when um, I talked to him on the phone for five hours that day. Oh, like wow. we, we were like, you know, it takes five hours to fall in love on a phone call, right? Well, <laughs> we did it that day. And he was not my lover. When I say fall in love, he was my father figure. Mm-hmm. Um, um, he had me come out to Spring Mysteries Festival and I was blown away by Spring Mysteries. Like the first day, all those gods came out as if from nowhere. And I just cried the rest of the day. It was so powerfully spiritual. Like you could tell it was the gods were there. Oh, wow. And um, just, just a note, you just made all the hair on my arm stand up. <laughs> yeah, I've got goosebumps too. Yeah. Because they do, they come to Spring. Like the, the entire pantheon of deities are Ooh. there. And uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I don't get and, like um, chills now. Well, you think, okay, well, I've seen a ritual and I've seen people invoke deity and I'm, you know, and that's how I was because I had been doing the Eleusinian mysteries on the East Coast around the wheel of the year. Like Persephone comes back in spring. She goes to the world in the fall. We harvest to Demeter in the summer, you know. Like I'd been doing those already. So that, that was my jam. Right. <laughs> so, but when I came out and I saw the Eleusinian mysteries reconstructed and produced in, in its entirety, I was like, Oh my God, these are my people. And so then Pete took me back to the mother church where I'm at right now afterwards. And we decided to bring me, me and my coven into the, into the affiliate. So the ATC is like the federal government and affiliated covens are like states, right? Okay. So we're, we're an organizing body um, and a facilitating body. We're not a governing body, though. Like, we don't tell people what to do. We provide big church resources and, and we manage the, we make sure that you're like in the guidelines of the laws because sometimes that can be tricky and they change. And if you get in trouble, like, we're here to help you you out. I tell people when they join the church, I'm like, if you're in trouble, you need me. Don't like avoid me when you're in trouble because call me and say, oh my goodness, this crazy thing happened. Help me and I'll get you out of trouble. That's our job. Right. So we kind of, we brought me into the mother church and the affiliated, our coven. And then a couple years after that, he was like, I want to give you my school. And I was like, thanks. I got one. And he was <laughs> like, yeah, but yours isn't as good as mine. And I'm like, no, I think it is because mine's actually running and yours is just a book. 
and you don't have anybody teaching or anything. And I actually have a school. And he said, yeah, I know. That's why I want to give you my school. I've got a better, we're like established with the state of Washington. Mm -hmm. And, and I said, Pete, there is no way that I can market that terrible name, Wollstonestein Theological Center. Like, I think I said Wollstein Stun. I, I can't even say it, right? <laughs> and I was like, I don't even know how to say it. And I, you want me to market it, I can't do it. And he was like, well, our website's really good. And I said, what's the name of the website? And he said, wickenseminary.edu. And I went, sold. <laughs> <laughs> sold. And he said, and I don't care what you teach. You just have to call it these names because this is what the state has approved. And then once you get going, you can re-up with the state because we have to re-qualify every two years for our certification. Oh, okay. and, he said, and then you can change classes when you recertify. And so it's been, gosh, 10, 15 years now. I built this school up and I brought in a bunch of people to help run it. And now we are, I stepped down as Dean and I put the person who was Dean of Education for a decade in charge of the entire school. Her name's mm -hmm. Cara Dragnid. She actually gets a paycheck, first paid person in in our church and i'm so excited about that because you can't do this job part-time like you can't run a college part-time and mm -hmm. and have it actually be able to be dependable and you know you you have it's a full-time job so after making the church the school um successful right Pete was like, I'm going to give you my church. And I was like, well, I'm really busy with the school. Can I get five more years? And he said, I'm not going to live five more years. I need to make you the archpriestess before I die because nobody else is willing to carry it on. Like he had people who were willing to run the local church and willing to take over spring mysteries and, you know, but not willing to do the whole thing or qualified to do the whole thing or committed to actually doing the the thing and not just wanting it for the power and the ability to have sex with all the girls kind right. of thing. Yeah. And so um which I don't do. Uh but so I I I was really honored. I mean it's a huge honor to get to serve at this level. It's a huge task. Right. But um I've been doing it for about a decade now and it's it's a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to serve and I get to to do so much and see so much of Wicca that I didn't get to see before paganism in general I've met so many amazing people my life has been so enriched I moved out to the mother church in June of 2011 full-time I was bi-coastal for a few years I would yeah. go six weeks here and six weeks there because I was still running my coven in Georgia and I saw a bunch of students there and a home and a house and three kids and a dog. And, you know, so wow. um, when I moved out here, Pete passed away in 2014. That was that was difficult. That was really hard. You know, if you've ever taken care of a relative that's passing away, like a parent or something, that's really difficult. You know, yeah. imagine doing it with somebody that that is your spiritual mentor, but not your family. Right. <laughs> you, you don't you know so it was it was hard but we survived and we're thriving now we're growing and we've got a publishing company but pete pete was like bella i get it 
I started all this stuff and you can actually run it, which is true. He started all these things, but he didn't run any of them. They're just these shells of companies that he's put together. And so I have filled them out and made them run. And there's some things that I'm still working on. Like we still need an editor for our publishing company that, that can turn it into a um, business. We've had people give it a shot and then, you know, some it's hard to do things. It's hard to take it from free, right? And put right. enough time in it to make it pay you. But it's yeah. possible. And it just depends on what your dream is. I know the goddess is going to send the right person when it's time. We have Spiral Scouts, which is the fourth largest youth organization in the United States. And so how did I get here is the question that you actually asked me. I just want to answer her question. So what I did was when, after I met Pete, um, I was at home one day and Pete called me and asked me a question. We talked for a little while and I hung up the phone and Dusty said, that man loves you. And he is up there in that house on that hill by himself. Mm. You should call him every day, every week. You should call him once a week. And so I started calling him every Tuesday and being like, Hey, I called him, uh, I called him daddy, Pete daddy, mm. Pete daddy. And I said, how you doing? And he eventually was like, that's that's just how it, creating relationships paganism runs off of volunteers if you want to be at the top you gotta support the people who are already at the top and then you have to not quit you have to be willing to be led you have to you have to listen to your elders and do what they say and understand that they have reasons and you might have ideas and opinions but you don't know all the parameters right, right. and just don't quit well, the dean of our school says the person that wins in paganism is the person who doesn't quit. All those people standing in the center of the circle, they didn't quit. Right. So that's her advice to people is you can get frustrated. You can get mad. You can throw your hands up and run around in circles screaming. Just don't quit. Right. <laughs> I like that. I like that. You can have your moment. Just don't yeah. quit. Yeah, just don't cuss anybody out. Don't quit. Right. <laughs> Be nice to the witches. They cast spells. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Wow, that's that's amazing. All of that is is so amazing. Thank you. Um Hi. No, I'm not doing readings today. <laughs> A lot of times I get on here and do uh readings for people. So Oh, is that oh they're looking for readings? Yeah, one. Person. I had it on private chat. Now I have it on comments. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so tell us just briefly about Pete and the work that he did, so that people can get a little bit of a taste for the work and the the groundwork that he's created for all the pagans. That's a really great question. Thank you for asking that. So Pete found paganism in the late seventies. And he thought it was amazing. He loved it. He he was he he his he feels like his mother was pagan and just didn't tell him because he recognized a lot of the things in there. And so when he was he was born to a his father was a lawyer, so he kind of learned law at the dinner table, listening to his dad talk about cases and stuff. So he was a legal legal. He knew a lot about the law. He was not a lawyer. He was into security and stuff. He wasn't a lawyer. But when he realized that we didn't have the same rights as other pagan religions, 
he started staying, I mean, as other religions, not pagan religions, but this is 1970. We didn't have rights in paganism. Right. Um, he started the church to establish rights for pagans. And so it's the Aquarian Tabernacle Church is a facilitating body, but we are a protection body. We are uh, civil rights activists. So it's really hard for me not to get involved in the things that are not related to paganism, like Black Lives Matter. I was ready to go to the streets and we were, that's not our fight. I'm totally supportive, but that's not my job. Right. So it's hard because I want to fight all the injustices of the day, but I have to stay focused on ours because right. um, there's a lot that we need. But that's what we do. We protect civil rights. Before Pete started the Aquarian Tabernacle Church, it was really hard to be legal. And so we have a group exemption, which I talked to other group leaders and they're like, yeah, we have that. No, you don't. We have the only one in paganism. And I know Ed Hubbard called me. He said, you know, I researched what you said on my show and you were telling the truth. But yes, I was because you <laughs> can find that out. And I, I have too much Virgo to lie in public or anywhere. Really, I don't like being caught doing anything wrong. But uh, <laughs> I would just rather do the right thing. So our exemption number only has four letters and be, I mean, four numbers. And because of that, it is a group exemption. It's an umbrella. Okay. And people use that term like pagan pride used that term with me one time. And I'm like, y'all are not an umbrella organization. You're a regular corporation and you're not even religious or a nonprofit uh, charity. So it's really difficult to go through the IRS and get a church exemption as a pagan church. Right. And he made it to where you just have to contact us and we can go do all of that stuff for you. We have the authority to create pagan churches without having to get approval through the IRS. We can create them. We have all the paperwork. It's not quick right. because it's the it's two government agencies. You got to go through the federal government, you got to go through or the state government and the IRS. So it's two government agencies and there's a lot of paperwork. We have to decide first if we're willing to back you, which it, it, that just takes some vetting with to find out who, you know, where you came from. You didn't just read a book and these are your friends and they've decided you're in charge because you've read more books than anybody else. We don't do that. You have right. to be a real leader. You have to have um, credentials and or have, you know, what it takes to be a, a clergy person. It's a real, you know. A lot of people think that we're just a bunch of hippies and there's no, but no, there is real education and there's a process to become a first, second, third degree or whatever your tradition is. And so we bet you, we go through all the paperwork and then we create the church for you. And then you're a legal entity that is tax exempt and all of the things that all the other churches have, you have all of those benefits which before Pete came along, there weren't any. Now that we've done this, the IRS makes it a lot easier for people because if they make everybody go through us, we'd just be this huge power. Like Pete inducted 124 covens the first year. Oh, wow. And so the IRS was like, shoot, or <laughs> we have to, we have to make it easier for pagans to create a, you know, so, but it took him forever, girl, Whitney, he wrote, we have, we have three ring binders full of copies of things that were sent to the IRS. The IRS was like, 
asking him for copies of copies of copies of copies where you couldn't even read what was on the paper. And he sent in 153 requests to the IRS before somebody that wasn't Christian got his application. A a Hindu lady that worked at the IRS approved us as being a church. And so then he went for the exemption and she approved that too. So it was just dogged tenacity. That was Pete. He would not let it go. They know they call him the man with the steel spine because, well, he had this conviction that if you did it his way, it would be the right way. And I'm going to tell you, I've met a lot of people that knew Pete and they would say, you know, that was true. If you did it Pete's way, you would win. And if you didn't do it Pete's way, results varied. And I actually have many opportunities of where I have learned that that is true myself. You know, Pete would go do it like this. And if you deviate from this, you will not win. Right. And so there were a couple of times I deviated. It didn't <laughs> turn out as well. I learned to trust Pete. So that was who he was. And he created the college because um, right. Reverend Terry Riley was on well, he was on all these top shows. I was going to say Sally, Jesse, Raphael, but he was actually on a lot of top shows. He had um, an issue in Arkansas. It's called March on Fort God, if you want to look up the documentary. But mm-hmm. he had an altercation with somebody in his town where he was trying to start a store and they took his money and then they wouldn't let him start the store and oh, they no. didn't give him his money back. And so he went to protest and it started out with nine pagans on the courthouse steps protesting and trying to get Terry's money back. And it turned out with uh, like 150 pagans. And this was in the eighties before internet and the whole uh, square surrounded by Christians and the national guard in between the Christians and the pagans, because they were worried that, that they were the Christians were going to shoot them. Oh wow! So Terry Riley still experiences drive-by shootings in Tennessee today because oh my goodness because but but they're changing how they feel about him because he started a food bank and he's feeding everybody in town and there's this slow change of no these pagans are doing good things right you know right. and that's what's really important with a church is that you do good work in your community and so they don't think of you as the weird people on the edge of town they think of you as somebody who's making a difference a lot of times pagans don't care about anybody but themselves mm-hmm. they 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 say that they do and they want to but actually when it comes down to brass tacks they don't give anybody money for charity they don't go and do you know like they don't go to food banks and they don't go and so what what we're trying to do is um really change the way pagans actually do because they have the words but we need now the actions right right Right. put your money where your mouth is and put your actions where your mouth is and so that's what terry riley is doing he started a food bank and he just got a huge grant from the government for three hundred thousand dollars to expand that food bank he is feeding his town that's because it's pagans whitney they have to have um, the lights on at night and they have to make it available at night because people are embarrassed to come get food from the pagans. So they sneak in after dark and go and take stuff out of the food bank. So he leaves it open all the time so they can do that because it's not about, 
you know, knowing who and getting credit. It's about feeding people. It's making exactly. a huge difference. Exactly. So that's who Pete is. Terry Terry Riley um, was on this the all these talk shows, and Pete was like coaching him of what to say and do. He was like, Terry, you got to stand up. This is all paganism you're standing up for now. This isn't you in this little town. This right. is everybody. Right. And so Terry, Terry was the man for that job too. He, he was like, well, okay. And he stood up. And so they're on the TV show and they've got Reverend this and Reverend that and self-proclaimed witch Terry Riley. And Terry's like, why can't you put Reverend in front of my name? I run a church. And they were like, well, I mean, not really. And he was like, no, I have a real church. Like we have services and everything. And he said, well, you have to have a seminary to put Reverend in front of your name. My apologies to put Reverend in front of your name. And so he called Pete and he's like, <clears throat> they said, we need a seminary in order to use the word Reverend. And so Pete made one that day. Oh, wow. And so the reason that we all get to have Reverend in front of our name is because Wollstonestein Theological Seminary exists. Not that you have to go and get a degree, but because it exists, all of us get the right to call ourselves Reverend. Well, that's beautiful. I, that, I, you think about that long ago and every all those hoops that had to be jumped through to make that happen so that pagans today can be a part of the community in that way and and serve as a church and in and like you're saying serve in a way that you are serving the community as a church um and i think it shows that witches you know regardless of you know what form it, you are inside of that paganism wiccan or what have you you get to show the world and the people in your community that you are spiritual, you are a witch, but you do good for yourself and others. And you try to give back to your community because we are so blessed. You know, we may believe in a God and a goddess, and it's because we have very real interactions with them that we are blessed enough to, to turn around and be able to actually serve the community and give back and, and, get active like you're talking about. And I think it's beautiful that that's there and that's available. Um, and I'm so glad that we get to share that. And I really hope everybody will check out the links. Um, they're in the description to atcwicca.org. Um, that's that's the uh, church there. Um, and they can reach you there as well and get more Absolutely. Um, and then wiccanseminary.edu is the seminary for anybody interested in learning and and getting their degree and going through that process um i love that that's amazing um i've learned and, so much and let me tell you we really try to make it possible for everybody that wants to go to school to go to school so there are there's the cost of going to school and then there are some hardship levels that you can qualify for and you can even go to school for like $10 a month. Oh, wow. Okay. So there's a, as a, a exchange component, that's a service, you know, like you got to work 10 hours a week, but 10 hours a week for your college education, I think is doable. And oh, so, yeah. so if you want to go to school, we, we find a way to make it possible. That's awesome. 
I, I love that because that's different as well. Um, you know, making it fully available. You just don't see that much anymore anywhere. Um, so that's great as well. And then tell us where people can find out about the Spiral Scouts uh, for the youth. SpiralScouts.org. Spiral Scouts is one word. Otherwise, Boy Scouts like to, you know, like call lawyers and stuff. So Spiral Scouts, one word. <laughs> We're okay. the fourth largest youth organization in the United States. We actually have a huge contingency in Australia as well. And the, it's co-ed. It's a male and a female leader. And it's boys and girls together. And they have these cool little capuchin head hood things that the, all their badges go on. They have badges that they earn and all of that kind of stuff. It's a lot of fun. And um, CEO at SpiralScouts.org is who you contact to ask questions if you like don't get enough information off the website. Um, and it's it's a great organization. It's been in um, existence for I think 20 years now. Oh wow. Yeah. And fourth largest in the United States. I think that's fantastic. It's very mm -hmm. earth centered. It's not um, we're going to teach your kids how to be Wiccans or even pagans. We're most mostly teaching earth stewardship. Okay. I believe that pagans are the superheroes that the earth needs. I believe that the reason that we are back on the planet is because we have all these supervillains <laughs> <laughs> and no superheroes. And so, I mean, you know, unless you count Obama, but you know, then we get into politics. So let's not talk about that. Um, but superheroes are, are people who have extraordinary skills and abilities, right? And we have this unique connection with the planet that um, gives us a voice that's different. Like I know that the Native Americans have this really awesome connection to the planet and there's other indigenous peoples that do too, but yeah. we respect that which yeah. makes us different from, from a lot of religions. And what, what pagans do is they kind of believe in the, the basic spirituality of everything and allow that to, to come and be whole instead of all these pieces. You know, you keep your piece over there and you keep your piece over there. We see everything as one. And then people say, oh, there can't be Christian witches. I mean, there can. I don't know if you've met my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, she's a Mormon and she can, one day I was running out of gas. It was the middle of the night. And I called my mom and I said, pray with me. I've got 10 gallons worth of 10 miles in the tank and it's 12 miles to the gas station. And we prayed me all the way to the gas station. So um, I believe that pagans can, can have big enough visions and open enough minds and an inclusiveness that allows us to bring all those together and create the bridge that connects us all. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. And I do agree. I I do know several Christian witches actually. Um, yeah. and and they want to do well and good as, as all of us and help the the earth like you're talking about being those superheroes. That's so important. And I think having the opportunity to introduce our youth to that um is amazing because I think there's a lot of pagans out there that have children and they don't know how or where to go about starting their children off in in anything as far as you know whether it's being a pagan or a witch specifically or 
any of that. But I think starting with your basic elements and the earth is a great And then I did ceremony and, you know, yeah, yeah. And um, meditation and things like that. There's so much stigma around teaching children. Like teenagers write me all the time. And I'm like, the very best thing that you can do is get good grades in school, my dear. And they're like, "Ah." well, I'm sorry. You're going to need all of that in magic. You're going to need geometry to to draw stars in the air and circles on the ground. (laughs) You're going to need it. Learn what's in school and apply yourself because there's a lot of studying in paganism. And if you're not good at school, you're not going to be good in witchcraft. Right. Yeah, you've got to read and you've got to to be very literate. You have to be well learned. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure they're they're not expecting to hear that from a witch. There's going to be an easy way or a secret spell. I'm mama at all. (laughs) Make good grades. Make good choices. (laughs) I love that. Um, What's the age range on the Spiral Scout? Um. The, I think they raindrops start at four and then, um, there's, God, I wish I knew more about it. It it goes to 18, 17, 18. And if you make it to, God, I want to say, is it, it's like raindrops. And I remember raindrops because my kid were raindrops, but there are three levels and the top one is like an Eagle Scout. I want to say they call it Spiral Scout. I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't run it. And, uh, but um, if you, if you become one of those Eagle Scout equivalent, we let you go to Wolfston Steam for free. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be a military chaplain and you're serious we will let you go to school for free because we want to get a military chaplain. That's wonderful too. Yeah. Can you just touch on that briefly? How um, Pete helped introduce that into the military? Oh man, Pete fights, Pete fought the government and he sued the government three times. Pete was the reason we have uh, pinnacles on the tombstones there are other stories out there about that, but Pete started the fight 10 years before everybody else got involved. Um, And he got, when I, when I went into boot camp, I'm a veteran. When I went into boot camp, we could go and have Wiccan rituals. And I found out after I got out of boot camp and met Pete, that it was because Pete sued the USS Chandler that you're allowed to have Wiccan rituals in uh the military (laughs) it's so fun one time i had this little box it said wicca on the top and i was like that's really cool and uh i found out that the person that owned the company i ended up talking to him and he said yes some guy named pete davis called me and said i couldn't put that on the top of the boxes that that's a religion (laughs) i was like i bet he did (laughs) i bet he did That's the religion. So, yes, yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, he he just wasn't afraid of taking on any of the big guys. He he would win too. Like, that's, that's awesome. I really encourage people to uh, go to the uh, ATC website and listen to the video that you you did there because it's very very informative, um, and I, I just think it's great to 
as pagans, you want, like you were saying before, to be informed and educated. Um, it really does make a difference um, well, in and your a lot, religion. A lot of people come into paganism and they don't find anybody in their town. They don't know anybody that's pagan and they don't realize that we've been doing this for 40 years. Right. 40 years. Like we've built a lot of stuff. I was I was talking to somebody about this last night and I was thinking about it going to bed. I'm like, we have built a lot of stuff. When uh, when I train people, I say, we want to hear your ideas, but you got to talk to anybody before you create anything new because we've created everything already. We just have to revital, dust it off and reinsert it because right. you know, people come in, they got these great ideas and then they let them go. But yeah, pagans... <coughs> pagans were here before Christians and we're back and there's all of this infrastructure and if the ATC is not the right place for you there are other places out there that are you know you you want to get involved in the finding who your leaders are and who your elders are and learn from other people you're not alone you are right. not alone you might right. feel alone but you're not yeah I think that's the biggest message too and I that's part of why you know I started the witch source was so that people would know we're out here you know we exist we're doing it little by little we're trying to get the information out there so that if you're solitary by choice that's beautiful but you don't have to be you don't have to be yeah and even if you are solitary by choice you can still come to festival and have community and be a be a part of events and things like that i mean just because you're you want to do moons by yourself doesn't mean you can't practice the holidays with uh you know other people that are doing it and have people in your life to share with um, a lot of people are afraid to get into covens because they think that they're going to be at the service of some dominating high priest or high priestess right. and i mean that has happened there are people out there like that don't stay around those there are other people right. you know it's like going out on dates this guy is a misogynistic guy who's gonna hit you don't go out with him again but that doesn't mean all the men are like that exactly right? so find find the right one and you and see that in all religions yes absolutely absolutely this church might not work and that church does and and everybody's different yeah 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 exactly i love it so much okay um let's see can you briefly mention um the pagan info network where people can get more information? Pagan Information Network, P-I-N. Okay, so P-I-N was actually started by Gavin Bone, Janet Farah and Gavin Bone way back in the day. And the ATC inherited it because they're part of the ATC when they stopped doing it. And it has gone in and out of production. Right now, it doesn't have anybody running it. We had a Corellian priestess running it for a while on TikTok. And it was really exciting. And then she got promoted to first priestess because she's amazing. And then she didn't have time to do it anymore. So we're currently looking for somebody to do it. But what Pagan Information Network is, is a place where the, the news that's interesting to pagans, not necessarily pagan news, but news of interest to pagans is highlighted. And they tell you, you know, this is what's happening. And I think it's really vital. Um, if, if somebody's out there that's interested in being a, a news anchor <laughs> reach out to me because i really love that program and um dusty tried to keep it going but the archpriest of the church does not have time to be you know running these these 
projects. So right. yeah, we're looking for somebody to do it right now. Wonderful. Okay. So people can, can reach out and contact you. Um, and do you mind sharing your, your email out there? Oh, it's Belladonna Laveau at Gmail. I'm so easy to find. Okay. Belladonna Laveau. If you, if you Google Belladonna Laveau, you'll get like 35 pages on <laughs> Google of entries about me. I'm super easy to find. If you look up Belladonna Laveau on Facebook and message me, that's probably the easiest way to get in touch with me because I, I work on Facebook all day long. Okay. Um, but Belladonna Laveau at Gmail. Awesome. And I, 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 I really, what I love to do, I'm the career counselor for the church because what I love to do is help pagans who are called to serve find a space to serve it. I provide platforms for people to do their work. We have all these platforms. I don't have enough people to put on these platforms. Oh, you know, wow. so if, if you have a burning desire to do something, we, we have charities in the ATC, subsidiaries, which a subsidiary is like Spiral Scouts or um, Wiccan Seminary. They serve the whole community. Like they serve all the covens, all the everybody. It's, oh, wow. it's international. It's a subsidiary. <laughs> so like if you wanted to open a national organization, you'd be a subsidiary. And then affiliates are local covens and churches. But charities are really where it's at right now because we got a lot of churches, but we don't have a lot of people who are feeding poor people or helping the homeless get shoes or running an adoption agency for pagans. There's right. all these other things. And that's really what's emerging right now is right. I want to open a, uh, a thing that like we got this guy so exciting. He does murals in cities that mm -hmm. educate people. Right. And so he is working with me in the city of Seattle to do a mural program where uh, we educate people about the mysteries, oh, spring mysteries you. and the Elysian mysteries, because that's what we do. That's our big thing. And um, that's a brilliant project. He gets artists to come and do this thing. It's got a little QR code and it'll tell you all the story about the picture that they painted and everything. Really brilliant idea. He did that to bring awareness to the Flint, Michigan water issue yeah. right, and raise money for that. And so that's one thing that's really awesome. We've got, we're building the whole city project and there's just so many needs and right. there's a lot of people finding those needs. So if you're the person who's like, I really want to do this, that lady wants to open a, a elementary school for pagans. We're working with her to make that happen. That would be on wonderful. A, yeah, on a national level online, and then we can have little satellites, brick and mortars, that all work together. Yeah, so Ooh, that's exciting. It is. It really is. Too. Oh, I love that. We're growing. We're growing. It's oh, exciting. Wow. We're not the weird people on the end of the corner anymore. We're actually launching a an education program for uh, to help people understand that pagans are not you know, killing babies and fucking coats, excuse me. Right. No, but, um, but that we're the superheroes, we're the earth stewards, we're the people that are here to change, to save the planet right. and help people see pagans in a different light. Um, that's going to start in about six months when we, we get the money to do that because it costs money to do all this stuff, right? Right. Right. It costs money to make a difference. And I'm not a rich woman. Yes. No, but where, but people, where can people help if they are interested in donating? Would they go to the ATC? Mm -hmm. You go to the ATC, go to membership. I'll, I, I was kidding about being rich. I'll never be rich. I'll give too much away. 
Uh, you go to atcwicked.org. I found out rich people don't give their money away. That's why I'm not rich. Um, all the way to the right margin, it says membership. And there's several different ways to join. You can be a member and um, just be in our database and get the information and come to the stuff. Like all you got to do to be a member of the ATC is say, I'm a member. We don't, we don't like, there's not gatekeeping on that. If you want to be a member, you're a member. <clears throat> and then there are um, pledge opportunities where you can pledge at a certain level and you get like free tickets to festivals and um, uh, you get membership benefits. I send out, I send out presents. I'm big on presents. I send out presents to all our pledge members once a quarter. Oh. And um, I sent out magic pocket dragons to everybody this last one. It was fun. Everybody oh, wow. That sounds pocket. incredible. That's yeah. right. Allie. I love gifting. It's my thing. <laughs> I do too. Gift giving is my love language. People are like, you don't call me. And I said, yeah, but I sent you gifts. That's what I do. Right. <laughs> um, that, that tells you I'm thinking about you. Right. So um, that's, and then we have with national festivals twice a year. And we have churches all over the United States that you can go and participate and all over the world. Like we're a world organization. We have people in Africa, Australia, Scotland, Italy. Wow. And so you okay, can so find local me, people. Tell us about the spring mystery. Oh, spring mysteries. I'm so excited about it. It is. So that is the work of my life. I, I was inducted into Persephone's priesthood very young. She trains her priestesses young and then um, and getting to know her brought all kinds of healing to my childhood. Mm -hmm. you know. And then I always prayed to the great mother. And so the great mother is Demeter. She was like, who do you think you're praying to? And I'm like, the great mother. Oh, that's you. Duh. Sometimes humans can be really thick and I, I can be the thickest. So she's like, I don't know who you think you're talking to. <laughs> but So Demeter and Persephone, Hecate uh, and Aphrodite have been the major patrons of my life. And so the story of Eleusis is it's an ancient city from Greece. And they had this huge pilgrimage. Like the Greeks believed that the world would end if the city of Eleusis was harmed you they they canceled all the other rights in greece and they kept eleusis because the rights of eleusis were pivotal to the the world they believe that's where the axis mundi was and you know we hear in the bible that god talked to people and then god stopped talking to people and we're like what happened to make that happen well it didn't happen the way the bible says the the spoiler alert that <laughs> actually true <laughs> so Eleusis was the holy city like you know we talk about the Vatican is the holy city okay so what what they've told us about our history is not actually true there was the city called Eleusis and that was the city of the goddess it was built because the goddess asked a family um, to build her city and so they did and then they held rights there and the history of it is, well, Demeter told us to build it this way. Demeter said to do this. Demeter said to do that. And for 2000 years, people are like, uh, how did Demeter tell you to do that? Well, because Demeter lived in the holy city. And so she asked us, the ATC, to restore her mysteries to the planet 
37 years ago. And so mm -hmm. Pete took that on. And I don't think they really like it is it, the information grows every year. You know, you know, the goddess is she's like, hey, plant a carrot. OK, now that you've planted a carrot, this is what I want you to do with the carrot. OK, now that you've done that with the carrot, this is what I want you to do with that project. OK, now that you, you know, that's how right. it works, right? Right. Because if she said do this, you would never plant the carrot. Exactly. Exactly. So, so the goddess embodies and is alive at the festival and she stays in her enacteron up here we have her shrine up on the top of the hill uh when she's not at festival we actually go in that room and you can feel her there and she will talk to you she says read me this book i don't like that book read this book you know she's very vocal you can like it's you can't hear it in the room although i have heard her talk in the room before um, but you, you know, you hear it in your head and you know that she's interacting with you. Right. Right. So she brought the mysteries back to the earth because our food supply is threatened. Our, our world is threatened. We we're losing heirloom foods by the, the species, like hundreds of species every year because the average age of a farmer is 65 and new people are not saving these seeds and planting them. Um, so the the mysteries started in ancient greece they became this big power they became a part of athens and then we had the holy roman empire and the emperors you know mm -hmm. and they were like what is this powerful thing over there in greece that everybody has so much belief in right. we'll go conquer it take it over move it to rome then they did the the eleusinian mysteries in rome for a little while a few hundred years and then the Council of Nicaea, they decided to create the Christian religion. They took some specific information like the goddess out of the mysteries. They took the lesser mysteries out of it. They changed some names. They kind of did some things with the graders and, um, and just made Christianity out of the greater mysteries. And... And so then you get, just believe me, just do this thing and you'll be saved. You'll have salvation. They took reincarnation out of it and turned it into a government power, right? Yeah. Because that's that's what Eleusis was becoming in Athens and, and Eleusis. And it was becoming a government power because so many people believed in it. So now that place is called the Vatican and the goddess is pretty sure that they still have the Holy May somewhere under the Vatican. I've asked the Vatican. They don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm like, we want it back. The pagans want their stuff back. Cuba. Right. So um, uh, we're, we're currently working on me going over to Rome and having a conversation with the Pope about the things from Eleusis and seeing what we can get back. But when I ask the museum, they're like, we don't have anything. And everything they send it, they sent us two pictures and all of it's melted. But um, that's Eleusis. That was what it was. And so we have that back. The, the stories that we have in the Bible about God leaving the earth. And, you know, you're like, the world is a shit show. If there was a God, why isn't he here fixing it? Well, she is. But it's really difficult to get people to listen because nobody believes that it'll really happen. I have people go, wait a minute. The gods walk the earth. You mean like 
people dressed up as gods. Like you gotta go, you gotta go because until you see it, you don't get it. And it's ineffable. I can't explain it to you until you experience full embodiment of a vessel like that. You can't even like, you just don't get it. And so that's why the mysteries are an oral tradition. You're not allowed. You have to take an oath. I can't tell you what I learned in Lucis, but I'm not afraid to die. Now, like I'm not in a hurry to die. I've got lots to do, but I am not afraid to die. And that's what happens at Eleusis is that you lose the fear of death and things happen between you and deity to where you understand your role on the planet and not like every detail, but enough of the security that you need to know that it makes you not afraid. And when you're not afraid anymore, you are powerful. And that is what the governments that like, that's what Rome wanted to take away from us is that individual power. Right. And that's what Eleusis gives to people. So I, I really invite you to come. The goddess wants to see you. Your mother wants you to go to the mysteries. <laughs> yeah. And you get initiated. Now, you don't get initiated into Wicca or paganism. You get initiated into the mysteries of Eleusis, which, you know, are uh, along the ranks of Aristotle and Plato and Socrates and all those people. They got initiated into the mysteries of Eleusis. So it's definitely... Um, life-changing and it gives you a new perspective and a this is this is why i fit this is where i fit i am taryn this is who i am and this is why it's important for everybody to go because we don't have that we don't feel that anymore i get filled with the spirit my eyes leak i'm sorry i'm an oracle so that's why the q-tip i get filled with the spirit my eyes leak and i don't my my tears to go down my face. So I just get them out of the corner of my eye. So please excuse me. That happens. Um, But if, if the Eleusinian mysteries were still going on in Greece and it was 5,000 years unbroken, would you save up money and go to Greece? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, all you got to do is get to Seattle. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm highly intrigued. I'm, I'm very, very interested. I'm like thinking, okay, how can I work this out? How can I make well, this happen? Whitney, we're looking for a podcaster to cover the mysteries this year. We don't have anybody doing that this year. So if you want to come in and cover the mysteries on your podcast, we would give you backstage access, you know? Okay. That would yeah. be awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right, well, we need to talk after the show and I can get some details and maybe we can get this worked out. Yeah. And I'm all about um, helping people come, even if they don't have the money. So there are work scholarships and stuff like that, where you can help us market and sell tickets and stuff like that. And you can go for free. You can even get your hotel room for free and you can even get your plane ticket covered. Like I like mm-hmm. to help people. That's what I do. Yeah. So I don't like money to be an obstacle. Very good. Very good. I love that. Um, that's that within itself says a lot. Um, so I'm excited for it. It sounds great. Um, where can people go to find out about more information on the spring mysteries? Springmysteries.com. Okay. Springmysteries.com. And I am on fringe TV at, um, 
6 p.m. on Friday. And I understand that that is not time zone specific at 6 p.m. wherever you are, which I don't know how they managed to do that. I, I want to learn that magic because the only thing I don't like about the West Coast is the time zone. You can't be up early enough to catch the worm when you're sick three hours later than everybody else. Right. Right. So, um, but six o'clock on Thursday night, we're starting uh, the road to Eleusis. And I'll be talking about all of the different things in the history of Eleusis and the history of, of what we're doing now. And we're in a hotel this year. We used to be in a state park, which the, the grounds were fantastic at the state park. Like we had these cool concrete bunkers. They looked like Grecian temples. It was fantastic. Ooh. But it was cold and outside and rainy and windy and snowy and the water is right there. So there's a lot of wind and it's cold at uh, the equinox in um, spring in the Pacific Northwest. And the beds were bunks and they were, you know, top bunk and they were bunk beds and they had little skinny mattresses and you had to use a bathroom with everybody else, you know, and co-ed. And there was a kitchen. We had to feed everybody and not all pagans cook as well as others. I don't know if you know. <laughs> and uh, not everybody cares. I'm very meticulous about what I feed people, but not everybody is. And right. when it's a group effort. So it was wonderful, but there were a lot of challenges. We're in a hotel now because Fort Flagler has been closed down because of the pandemic. The, the buildings were old and didn't make it through it. So we get to be in a hotel, which was really sad and we all lamented very very much and then we went to to hecate sickle festival which is our one we do in october mm -hmm. and it was so awesome and there was a hot tub and there's a fire circle out in the garden area and there's a pool and there's all these amenities and there's starbucks right there in the morning and you get your own bed and your own bathroom and your own pillows you don't have to bring your bedding it's fantastic we had the best festival we had so much fun because there was none of this physical pushback, you know? It's hard to be spiritual when you're cold and wet and you didn't like the food that was served to you at lunch, right. you know? Like yeah. that's that's all you're really focused on. So now that the comfort is there and we feel safe because we're not like, I couldn't put 60 people in a room to breathe on each other post-pandemic, you know? I just couldn't feel good about it. Right. So we have this awesome place. It's at SeaTac and you just... I can't. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. There's so many things that we could do that we couldn't do before. We're having a leadership dinner on Thursday night that's catered. And Terry Riley's going to be our keynote speaker. And he's going to come talk about how we have we have really figured out how to bring money into paganism in a completely different way. That that is uh, I'm very popular. I'm very sorry. People call me all, all the time. I apologize. They don't ask me. They just call. Um, so we have found out how to bring money into paganism. And, and I'm talking hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars. And, um, and so we're going to be sharing that with the leadership and what we're going to be doing and how we're, how we're going to spend that money on re-educating people about paganism and saving the planet and all of that kind of stuff. It's super exciting. And then we're having the Archpriestess reception for the Archpriestess of Canada, who was elevated over the pandemic, but didn't have her elevation because we couldn't, you know. 
So we're going to have a big reception for her. It's going to be a smorgasbord of Greek food. And oh, um, Wendy Rule is playing at the concert. And there's, we're going to auction off some pretty awesome magical items. And oh, my goodness. And then the mysteries, the mysteries themselves, you know, that's all the extra stuff that we can do. So right. it's it's really exciting. And um, registrations are up really high. We, we have a record number of registrations this year. I think people are ready to get back together, you know? Yeah. And so I'm, I'm so excited. Oh my God. <laughs> I can talk about spring mysteries from now till midnight. You know, it's, it's really awesome. You got to see it. Well, it sounds amazing. And it sounds like it's an incredible experience that, like you said, you just, you have to see it and feel it for yourself you believe it and understand um and that's that's exciting for me um here on the podcast we did a whole uh, series on the different clairs and how you can hear and sense and feel and you know and i'm sure all of those come into play probably um at some point in time and that's part of that process of experiencing um so if people are interested you know, go check out the series. You can find that. Um, and it would definitely help you, I think, get prepped for this spring mysteries um, and be ready to just be open to the experience. Um, well, yeah, that's one of the reasons why we're not allowed to tell people what happens there is because then you you go in with an expectation and you're looking for that thing and you miss the message that you're supposed to get because the, the most integral part of the story is you. Right. Right. Yes. And and if you go tell people this is what happened in Spring Mysteries, then they'll think that's what they're supposed to experience. And that that's not their experience. You'll ruin it for them. Right. It's unique to each person. Yeah. To get what you are meant to get out right. of it. Right. right. Because, you know, I know they say not all pagans are witches, but all witches are pagans. Um, that's kind of the term, the broad term that's out there. But um, I think if you are a witch, then you know that there's a connection to something that's for you and you alone that you feel. So just like going to these spring mysteries, it sounds like you're going to have your own experience that's meant for you. And it's not like anybody else because you're not a witch like anybody else. Right. Like you're not a person like anybody else. Like you, you have your own experience going through it. Um, and again, yeah, it's, it's just the experience when you experience magic, which is why I always ask, like, what are some of your magical moments? And you've already shared some, so I didn't have to ask that question. Um, you know, when people start to get those things for themselves and, and know what's real for themselves, you can't deny it. You can't. Yeah. So that's what I tell people. There, there's a difference between faith and knowing. Yes. Faith is, I believe this. Knowing is I know, and you can't change somebody's mind when they know. Like if you have faith, you can show some, show them something else that will shake their faith. Right. But if they know, they can be like, God, ah, no. right. I'm good. Thanks. Right. That that's why that's why they literally had to build the churches on top of the pagan sites because the pagans were gonna go there anyway because they knew that God was there, and so they. They were like, well, that's the only way we can win is if we just take over their place. So. Right, right, because they're going to come anyway. 
Well, and it's, it's hard to govern and control people who are so connected to deity. When right. you have deity like on your shoulder, when, when, when you live in concert with it, like I don't, I, I would imagine you have the same thing, but I'm always asking goddess, yes. what, what decision should, should I go right or left? Should I go up or down? Should I go forward or back? Tell me what you want me to do. I am your hands on the planet, right? It's really hard to mess with somebody when they're that connected with spirit. <laughs> my um, my business coach calls it unfuckwithable. I'm sorry to cuss. No, but, but that's why governments are afraid of pagans in that sense, because you can't control us. You have you have deity. Right. right. And so we want to work together. We want to do good things on the planet. We want to be a, a team of positive works. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you can't control us. You have to. You have to guide us, corral us, give us a way to get there, and then we'll go on our own accord. But if you want to, you know, determine what we buy and what we spend our money on, it's harder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you have, when you have that knowing, it's bone deep, you know, and it's unshakable. You're, you're not, you're not messing with it. And that's like I say, when I'm reading cards or I do any of my, my stuff, um, you know, I tell people, if you're not talking to God or goddess at least a hundred times a day, at least you're not doing it right. Like everything, everything you can talk to God or goddess. Um, well, it's constant dialogue. Yeah. It's, it's a constant dialogue in the back of your head. Yes. You know, absolutely. Yeah. And 100%. I hope that, that by doing interviews like this and, and people, um, cause we, we just met. <laughs> yeah. First time we talked. Yes. And I hope that people can see, okay, there's something real here. And it's it's not just me. It's not just you. There's something real that, that people can tap into. And it sounds like the spring mysteries is a way to kind of open that door um, if you haven't opened it yet. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So and you don't you don't have to have any special skill or prerequisite pre-experience you don't have to you know like make a declaration of faith you don't have to to change anything about who you are because the goddess loves you just the way you are yes beautifully said yeah i love it you got me excited i'm, yeah, I'm ready I'd love to have you that'd be great let's figure this out like yeah i'm loving it um good yeah easter yeah. weekend easter weekend every year easter oh, okay. weekend oh okay. thursday to sunday yeah, so you don't have to spend Easter with your in-laws. You can come to the mysteries. You can be like, I have to go to church. I have to go to church. <laughs> You're just going to a different church. Yeah, four days long. Yes, it's four days. Easter's a huge holiday for us. Awesome. Awesome. So excited. Well, thank you so much. Um, you guys, if you're not in the group yet, uh, the Witch Source Society, get in there. Um, I'll be sharing um, informa information, um, links, resources where you guys can find out more there. Um, and also on the Facebook page, the Witch Source Society. Of course, I've got links in the description to um, the ATC uh, Facebook page. You can find out more there. The links to the website are there. Um, I think this has been great. I think it's going to give people a lot of resources um, and and information that they didn't know was out there, you know, that they can access. So that's great. Um, so, yeah, look for all that. And if you guys will leave us 
uh, a great review wherever you're listening. We appreciate it. It helps other people find us and this information. So please share, like, share. review. Um, all Hit that, that subscribe button. If you care, share. Yes, yes. And subscribe. That's right. Absolutely. All right, you guys. Thank you so much. Did you have any final things you wanted to say? I just am so grateful that you had me come and, and share on your show. I really appreciate it. I'm going to watch more of you now that we've met. I didn't, I mean, we had never met. So now right. that I know about you, I'm going to go watch more of your stuff. And um, yeah, if, if there's anything I can do for you, Whitney, please let me know. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited. I'm excited that people get to know you um, through our community and that's exciting too. And I can't wait to get more info to share. So thank you all so much. We will see you next time. And thank you for being here with The Witch Source. Thank Until you. next time. Bye. Bye you guys. Stay magical. <laughs>